Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, November 22nd, 2021, and uh, we are continuing through the book of 1 Thessalonians today. We are in chapter 3, and um, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, chapter 4. We're in chapter 4, and so we're going to do 4 today, 5 tomorrow, which will be Tuesday. We'll start 2 Thessalonians on Wednesday and wrap it up on Friday. Uh, yeah. So today, First Thessalonians chapter four. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, yeah, I did. It was a good weekend. Um, I did, as you some of you may have uh, seen, or or maybe some of you listened to it already. Um, I, I I finally <laughs> released a special episode of the podcast on Saturday. Uh, I had no intention to do it. You were like, why didn't you give us a heads up on that? I really had no intention of doing that. Um, wasn't even on my mind. Um, and, um, a friend of mine, a pastor friend, uh, asked me about, Hey, you mentioned some time ago, you were going to do a, a special podcast on kind of your transition story, how you, how you survived pastoral transition. And, and, uh, I've been looking for it and I can't find it. I was like, yeah, well, it's because I never actually published it. I, I, I recorded all those sessions, but then just, I don't know, I just kind of backed off of it. And, uh, so he was like, man, I'd love to hear it. So that kind of got prompted me, honestly, his request really prompted me to just go ahead and put it out there. Um, so without any, you know, without any, you know, forewarning or anything, I just, I released it Saturday morning. Um, and, um, and it just kind of, it's a long episode. If you, if you listen to it or you ran across it, you're like, well, what's this one? An hour and a half. Yeah, it's, it's long, it's longer. Um, and it just recounts my story of transition. Um, and then, you know, probably in another week or so, I'll release one that has the lessons that I've learned, um, which is a, kind of a subsequent um, follow up to that, just sort of a Cliff Notes version of just 10, 15 lessons I've learned. I learned through that transition. But um, but yeah, if you're interested in that, if you're uh, then, you know, that's available. It's the, it's the episode uh, released on Saturday. Um, you can tell because it's the long one, <laughs> how how I against all odds survived um, succession. So, um, yeah, difficult one to record, difficult one to relive, actually to listen to again. I was like, oh man, you know, I just hate to, but, uh, but, but good. It's good to, good to tell the story and learn some lessons. And, uh, man, so glad for where we are, uh, specifically at Bayside now and how healthy the church is and what a good place our family is in and what a good place the church is in. It's, it's all good now, but, it was not an easy track. But today, this is back to business as usual, which is getting into the Word of God each day and reading a chapter, reading a chapter, praying, and then going to change the world. We read, we pray, we change the world. That's what we do. So we're going to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Um, yeah. Also, last week of my sabbatical, guys, 
last week down to days remaining in this sabbatical. It seems like a long time. It has been a long time. A lot has happened in these, you know, two months um, from, you know, a lot of stuff around our house because we just moved. Of course, the wedding was a big deal. Um, and so I'm ready to get back. Looking forward to it. Um, my first Sunday back is December 5th. And so, yeah. So shout out to Cody and Kristen Bracy with their little guy, uh, James. Um, James Bracy, little baby boy, born over the weekend. Handsome young man. Um, or was it over the weekend or last Friday? I'm not sure, but it's the end of, end of last week. All right, you guys. So, um, yeah. So sabbatical is winding down, getting ready to get back in the saddle. Chapter four, let's do this. Let's do this. Welcome, everybody. Glad you guys are on. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. The Thessalonians, they weren't doing anything, they weren't necessarily doing things wrong. Paul's just like encouraging them to keep on doing the good stuff. You know, it's not filled with a lot of corrective um, material. Like in some some letters Paul wrote, he's like, what are you doing? Like the Galatians, like, what happened to you? What is going on? <laughs> Even the Corinthians are like, man, you guys are a hot mess. The Thessalonians are not that way. It's like, look, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Do, do this, just do more of it. We, I, like, I like what I see here, just do more of that. We, uh, so he says, yeah, in order to please God, just as in fact you're living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know that you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of Jesus. Verse three, it is God's will. That's always an important line. Whoa, what? It's God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that you each should learn to control your body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. <laughs> yeah. Paul's like, look, it's this is the will of God, that you be sanctified, that you be holy, you be set apart. That's what holy means, right? That's what sanctified means, set apart. That you be different. That you be set apart with a holy devotion, with a holy love for God and a holy love for others. That you're set apart. It's not just behavioral. We often think um, that sanctification is strictly behavioral. Well, it obviously affects our behaviors. Paul would go on to name some specifics. But it begins with an inward cleansing of the Holy Spirit to be set apart. Today, maybe that's our prayer today. God, set me apart today. Fill me afresh and anew with your Holy Spirit. Cleanse me. David would say that in the Psalms, right? Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Yeah, that's a good prayer every day. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Yeah. So Paul says, look, you should be sanctified. Each one should avoid sexual immorality. And this word sexual immorality is, is, uh, is inclusive of all sexual sins outside of uh, all, all sexual sins outside of the marriage covenant. It's, it's a broad term. The Greek word is pornea, which is where we get our word pornography from. Um, 
in Pornia, uh, the old King James would translate this verse, uh, fornication, that you should avoid fornication, sexual morality. It's all kinds of sexual sin outside the marriage covenant. You should avoid that. You should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans. You got to be different. That's set apart. What the pay? What's different? The pay, what's the bottom line is the pagans? What they ain't set apart. <laughs> the pagans is the pagans. The pagans are being what pagans do. They do what they do. Right? I mean, that's what the, the world's gonna act like. The world. People are gonna act. That's why. That's why you know. That's why we don't. We don't mirror the the behavior of the world. That drives me crazy. Right? Why do we mirror the the behaviors and the attitudes of the world and think we're getting closer to God? No. It's like we talked about earlier um, in John, where, where the Holy Spirit shows that the world was wrong about sin. But so many people in our world, even in the Christian community, and it's mostly, I'm going to be honest with you, mostly, mostly pastor's kids. I have a couple of them. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm so tired of pastor's kids deconstructing their faith and then trying to convert us to uh, atheism. And it's mostly pastor's kids or church kids, not necessarily pastor's kids, church kids. You look at all the people who are like deconstructing their faith and, you know, gotten this new light and new insight and le trying to lead people that way. It's people, it's church kids. It's church kids. I could list the several names, but you know them. Popular authors and bloggers and who were at once time sort of orth orthodox in their faith, but then they saw the light. And they start deconstructing their faith. They're a bunch of church kids. Don't even look. And you know what they try to do? They try to. It's crazy because these church kids, these church kids that have become adults now, they're thirty somethings, and they're they're, they're don't you know they don't, they've somehow outgrown the orthodox faith, um, and they don't like the church. They like Jesus, but they don't like the church. But I don't know what Jesus they like because they don't like the Jesus in the Bible. <laughs> they like the Jesus that's made in their own image. But they. Uh, but they just what they're doing is they so they they start off their lives with this this uh, and and some of them may had hard church experiences I don't know most people have had at some point a difficult church experience but they start trying to convert people from a church experience to an unchurched experience from a life within the family of God devoted to the, to God within the Christian community and then they try to con convert them to this sort of isolated outside the family of God uh, disconnected from uh, historical Christianity and what are they doing they're Look, all you need to do is talk to someone who's lived that life outside the church that was unsaved and found Jesus, and they'll tell you there's nothing there. Why would you want to convert someone to a life without Jesus, without a, a dynamic walk with God? Why would you want to convert someone to basically the world? It's crazy. It's so crazy. It seems like every week or two, there's another church kid who's now 30, who's deconstructing their faith and, and is actively trying to convert people from the church to the world. And all those people who got saved later on in life are like, why in the heck would you want to do that? We've lived in the world. It ain't that fun. That's the reason we came to Jesus, because there's no hope. There's no purpose. There's no ultimate meaning in it. But you are here actively trying to convert people 
to the world. I could list names, guys. I'm not just talking about one person in particular. You could list them too. There's all kinds of people who uh, have done this. Some of them are, are popular pastor's kids. Some of them are um, popular bloggers or were married to pastors. But they're church kids. You know who doesn't deconstruct their faith? Very, very rarely, quote, deconstruct their faith. And what I mean by deconstructing their faith is that they they suddenly have no, no longer a Christian. And they, they kind of, um, you know, basically uh, walk away from God. Um, but who, you know, who doesn't do that? The people who get saved, who, who actually lived in the world, who, who found, who, who lived in the world without hope and meaning, who, who, who went down dark roads and came to Jesus. You know what? Those people, they don't deconstruct their faith. <laughs> they don't try to convert people back to the world. Oh no, you know what? You know what? You need to go back away. You need to get away from the church. Even people who, who have kind of backslidden maybe away from, they, don't, they, they will still tell you the best time of their life and the better way to walk is with Jesus. But here we have all these church kids, these church kids who are trying to convert people to the world. Drives me crazy, people. Drives me crazy. And Paul says you're supposed to be set apart. The pagans do what the world does. So, so you know, if you're in the church, so what's the thing? As as parents, because we're all ra raising church kids. If you're in the church, you're raising church kids. You got to keep it real, man. You got to keep it real. Be honest and authentic in your faith. Don't, don't, I mean, keep your devotion to Jesus strong, but, you know, don't get caught up in all the, the cliche Christian stuff, Christianese. Nah, the real stuff. Keep, stick to the real stuff. <laughs> um, where are we? That was a, a little rant there, guys. But my wife and I talked about this because, you know, some of the authors that she reads, she's like, I used to like this person, but now they've, they've kind of gone off the rails. And, you know, they start saying stuff and believing stuff. They're not even really talking about God in their books anymore. It's like, and they start off this really in connecting with Christian people. But now they're kind of converting people to this worldly attitude. And I'm like, and it's, it's, I could list five or six right here without even trying. You can too. I ain't trying to convert anybody to the world, people. We're trying to convert people to Jesus. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, and the pagans who do not know God, verse 4, uh, verse 5, so control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, verse 5, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God, and that... In this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all who commit such sins, as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who, give, who gives you his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us to make us what? Holy. <laughs> That's why he's called the Holy Spirit. He's going to reproduce his likeness in us, the Spirit of God. Verse 9. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. 
Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. So here's another one of those. You guys are doing it. Just do it a little more. Yeah. You guys are listening to the word. You're, you're being set apart. You're loving one another. We don't need to tell you that. Just do it more and more. And to make it your ambition. Here's your ambition. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Wow. Hmm. Not to be all that. Just to be to live a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Now, remember, the Thessalonians were facing a lot of persecution because of their devotion to King Jesus and those who uh, protected uh, King Caesar, <laughs> the Caesar, they didn't, they, didn't weren't too, uh, they didn't like that too much. And so they face persecution. And so Paul's like, make it your ambition to live below the radar. Don't go seeking persecution. Don't go, you know, stirring it up. But work hard. And so by working hard and being honorable, you might win the respect of outsiders. Hey, how about that today? Hey, man, last week, some of you may be going out to work as you listen to this podcast. Hey, work hard. Let's work hard today in a way that could win the respect of outsiders. Let's do our job to our very best abilities and capabilities. Let's do it with the right attitude. Let's do it with a pure heart and good intention so that we might do a good job for God, yes, and also win the respect of outsiders. Verse 13, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So Thessalonians, now we're talking a little about when people die in the Lord. Again, this is one of the first uh, letters that Paul wrote. And so the question is, what about people who die, who are Christians and die? Are they lost? Are only the ones who are still um, alive when Jesus returns? Are they really the only ones that are going to be saved? So Paul's correcting some some in, some, some theology there, some, some beliefs about that. Verse, 19, uh, verse 13, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. So we don't want you to grieve over your loved ones like those who have no hope. Verse 14, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So those who've died in the Lord, those who have died as believers, Jesus is going to take them with him. Verse 15, that's a great comfort, man. If you've lost someone in the Lord, you have great comfort that they are with Jesus. Verse 15, According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, so those who are still living at the time of Jesus' return, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. So we're not going to be ahead of them. No. For the Lord himself will come down. Here's, a second, here's the second coming, y'all. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught to up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Hallelujah. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Wow. You know, so many people use, so many people use uh, uh, the second coming or end times theology to scare people. But for believers, it should be scary if you don't know Jesus. But if you know Jesus, it should not be scary. It should be comforting. What is the last thing Paul said? Therefore, encourage one another with these words. It's an encouragement. 
that those who've died in the Lord, who know Jesus, they're with Jesus. And those who are alive when Jesus returns, it's not like they're going to, you're going to precede those who've already passed. No, but we who are alive when Jesus returns, we'll be called up to meet him in the air. And there's no, I mean, look, this is not quiet and secretive, guys. This is like, you know, I know some people are like, this is quiet. No one's going to know. No, that's not what this says. When Jesus returns, what does it say? There's going to be a loud command, the voice of an archangel, the trumpet call of God to the point that the dead in Christ are going to rise. <laughs> and we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Man, I hope that encourages your heart today. Sure encourages mine. One day, man, one day that trumpet call of God is going to happen. That loud command is going to be issued from the God, the Father, and the trumpet of the archangel is going to sound, and this world is going to be wrapped up, and Jesus will be revealed for who he always has been, and that is the King, the Lord Eternal, <laughs> the whole one who is holy and true. <laughs> yes. And at that point, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is what is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Yes. Encourage each other with these words. <laughs> Man, if you know Jesus, you're on the winning team. You are on the winning team. And I know many of you do. That's why you're part of this podcast, because you, you love Jesus. <laughs> We're on the winning team, guys. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad I'm on the same team as you are, and I'm glad we're on the same team as Jesus. Amen. So, all right, you guys, you know what we do now? It's time to pray. We've read. It's time to pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for uh, this encouraging word that one day you will come and call all who are living at the time of that great command to meet you in the air. And those who've passed on, Lord, we all gather together. We all, the living and the dead, will get, be gathered together in one big family around your throne. Lord, what an encouragement to know uh, that you will, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You're, you were the beginning and you will be the end. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're facing this holiday week. I pray your blessings and encouragement upon them. Those that may be traveling, may you give them peace and grace. Maybe some of them are traveling as they're listening to this and praying right now. Hope they have their eyes open. But Lord, I pray that you would bless them and encourage them, help them to have good times with family and friends. Uh, Lord, we are so grateful for all your goodness to us. We have so many reasons to be thankful. And um, we, uh, we thank you, Lord, most of all, for the salvation of our very souls that comes through Jesus, that promises that this world is not all that's going to be ours. We have so much more to come. Lord, we love you and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part. Next Monday, we'll start this new devotional. Um, I meant to say this at the beginning, and I'll, I will put the uh, reference in the, uh, in the episode notes. So if you look down on the episode notes, you'll be able to see the link and the, uh, um, not the link necessarily, but the, the actual title of the devotional book we'll be reading. It's called Minister's Prayer Book and Order of Prayers and Readings by John W. Doberstein. Um, March 1st, 1986 is the publication date. Um, so again, Minister's Prayer Book and Order of Prayers and Readings by John W. Doberstein. Uh, the publication date was March 1st, 1986. So I'll put that in the uh, episode notes so you, if you want to be able to take a look at it. But we'll start that a week from today, next Monday. 
um, as we start Advent, uh, the beginning of Advent. And we will be reading through that through the whole year. So we'll wrap up First Thessalonians and Second Thessalonians this week, and then we'll jump into that Advent reading um, uh, next week. Uh, you may be wondering about the book of Revelation. Um, and so the reading guide calls for us to read through the book of Revelation through December. Um, but a couple of reasons I'm not going to do that. One is I would rather do something that's related to Advent. And two, uh, you can read that on your own. So there's three. And three, um, I'm preaching through the book of Revelation beginning in January. So um, so we'll be doing a lot of stuff. If you're interested in the book of Revelation and pre and that, um, in January, I'm doing a, like a seven, eight-week sermon series on the book of Revelation. So um, that should be a lot of fun. So anyway, so I didn't want to do Revelation in December, Revelation in January. Um, and, you know, so anyway, so we'll... So I, I am I do acknowledge that the reading plan that we've been on for this whole year re, calls for reading Revelation. If you want to stick with it, by all means, finish it up. Um, but we are going to be shifting as a as on the podcast to the devotional book. And so anyway, look for that uh, those notes in the episode notes, and uh, that should if you want to get a copy. There is a ever there is a Kindle version to it too. So if you don't want to buy the hard copy, uh, there you can get a Kindle version of this prayer book too. Again, it's got a lot more stuff than you probably maybe care about. Um, but, uh, cause again, it is a minister's prayer book, but Hey, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. A lot of it from Martin Luther. So it's really good stuff. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time. Have a great Monday. Love you guys. Really appreciate each and every one of you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.